on the Mishnah on top of the page. Misha Yenosim Pesnosham, somebody married to two wives. Omachra Sadeo, and he sold this field. Because for Rishon Alakach, and the first one, first wife, wrote a, 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 a writ, a, a, a document to the buyer, Dinud Varmeli Yimach. I am not going to fight about your purchase. Okay? She's, after all, she has first dibs on the husband's property. She's not as worried. And she wrote that she's not going to take anything. What happened? The second wife never wrote such a thing. And if that's the last piece of land, so the second one has a right to take it. Now, once the second one has possession, so now the first wife says, I only made this deal with the, with the buyer. I never made a deal with the second one. You're behind me, so I have a right to take your land from you. Uh, and then the buyer says, wait, you're in the land that was mine? I have a right to take it from you. And then the land is basically making a circle between all three parties. So basically, it's an it's a endless circle. You're following this logic. It's pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Until somebody says, okay, it stops, let's stop. Let's stop fighting. Let's come and make a compromise. Okay, we'll split the land three ways, whatever it is, but we got to work out a compromise because each one has a claim against one and not against the other. And that's it. It's going around in the circle. Okay. So, uh, same as with the creditor, similar circumstance, as well as a wife who's a creditor in, in that circumstance. But if there's a circle like this, you got to work out, work something out amongst yourselves, make some type of compromise. Otherwise, uh, it'll never end. Okay. Now, the question is, okay, so that's a, a very fascinating, creative idea. Okay, so, case is this. Because Valet, I have so what if, if that was written? But Tanya, didn't we learn in the Mishnah, in the Brisa? Brisa says, Ha'omer, we had this earlier. Ha'omer, l'chaber, dinah dvar mainly al sadazu. I have nothing to do with this field. Being the Asian, we have no business with it. My hands removed from it. It's basically not, not relevant at all. It's like he said nothing. So what's the deal? You're right. We're not talking about, like we said this earlier, we talked about this. A writing, something like that, of a hand being removed, is a meaningless statement. doesn't really say anything. Um, but here there was a kingdom to that effect, therefore now it has teeth, it has reality. Okay? So the Gemara says, even that, that doesn't change anything either. Tema, why can't, Tema, why can't the lady say, I didn't mean it. I didn't want, I wanted to appease my husband, I wanted to be happy, so I said, yeah, 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 don't worry. You want to sell the land, darling? Fine, and whatever, it's all fine. But she's not okay with it. She just did it for show. And that we find that is a real thing. She's not, we don't give credibility to what a woman does. Maybe she's only doing it to appease her husband. That's the point. Okay? Me, like, didn't we find in the Mishnah? Somebody made a purchase from the husband. Then he made the purchase from the wife separately. It's an invalid sale. Why? Because the woman, wife it doesn't maybe didn't mean it. I was doing it just to appease my husband, and we don't assume that she means it. <coughs> so that's the kasha. Amar of Zera, Amar of Chizda, the kasha is not difficult. Our mayor of Yudas Machlokes or mayor of Yudas. What's Machlokes? The Tanya. Kasha of the Rishon of the Chasmalai. 
First, um, uh, basically, the guy uh, um, wrote off property to one fellow, one man, and she did not sign off on it. And then the second one, she did sign off on it, the second buyer. So first piece of land, he, you know, he, she didn't sign off on it. The second one, she did sign off on it. If the Ksubasa, she lost her Ksuba, and so basically, and review the I was trying to be appease my husband. Okay, so atem You have no claim against me. I mean, you know, like I was just don't give any credibility to what I signed off on. Yeah. So that's interesting. So we're basically saying that Remeir is the one who holds of of uh, that that we don't take we don't give, we assume that a wife really means what she's saying. And we don't say it was a Nachas Ruach idea. And, um, and Rabbi Yudha, uh, it does hold of that. Now, so the problem is, So our Mishnah, you're saying, is going like Rameir, that what she writes, she means. And it wasn't for Nachas Ruach purposes. And that's like Rameir. And over there, it, you know, Rabbi is saying, it's not Mishnah, that uh, it's Mechobato, that it, it's Nachas Ruach Le'asisi So which... What does Rabbi hold? Okay, he can't be switching off between Rebbe and Rabbi Yudah. So Rabbi Papa says, you know what? Um, we're talking about over here, if she's divorced from her husband, and then she signed off on it, we don't assume, oh, I was trying to appease my husband. <laughs> You're at, that nobody suspects a woman of trying to appease her ex. Okay? It's the ex-husband. So she's not there. She's not uh, trying to do that. So if she signs off, it's a legitimate sign-off. That's the idea. And then it's going like everybody. Even Rebbe Rebbe Yudah would agree to that. That's one answer. Rebbe Hashiyah, no. Kula Rameir, it's all Rameir. In other words, Rameir agrees to the principle of uh, uh, that she was trying to do Nachas Ruach for her husband. But that's because there was two purchases going on. The Amri law, we tell her, if you were trying to be, be, you know, always, you know, try to appease her husband, so why didn't you sign off on the first sale? What, you only now trying to appease your husband? But the first sale, you know, the first uh, thing you didn't want to sign off? Um, so that means you don't need, you don't feel pressure, you know, to, to sign off on everything. So you didn't over there. So therefore, when over here you did, we assume that you really meant it. That's the difference. If there's only one buyer, even Rameir would agree that it was the Nachas Ruach. Okay? What about our Mishnah? There was a pre, uh, before our story, he wrote something to somebody else. She had no problem. She had no, she did not sign off on that. And now she signed off on this. That's the difference. Okay. Okay, so that brings us to the now the next discussion. We learned in the Mishnah over there. The general rule is, okay, whenever making a collection of debts owed, we can't collect from lien property if there's still property that's, that he still owns, okay? Even if the property that the husband owns is the lowest quality property, it doesn't matter. Um, whatever he has last, that's where you're claiming. You can't take away from what somebody bought if this land, though. okay? So that's the deal. The shadow is, what if, um, this is unfortunately very relevant, okay? What if the field that, that uh, he, the husband still owns uh, got flooded and now the money's not there anymore? 
can you now take away from lien property? That's the shaila. So near the kasha, okay. Well, you know something happened to the land; it lost its value completely. Now it's not able to pay your the debt. So are you allowed to go back to property that was bought before? But when it was bought, there was valuable land that they left by the by the by the by the seller. Couldn't I ask a stronger question? What happens if the land that he owed now was only a partial payment? Yeah, well, that we that for sure you can get the rest afterwards. From leaned property, yeah, it's for sure. The point, the chiddush here is, is that it was, had the full value and now it doesn't have it anymore. It, it lost its value, so uh, pennies on the dollar. You don't have the money here anymore. So Tashma, look at this case. Cause of Larishon. She wrote he, he wrote property over to one one guy. She, he didn't she didn't sign off on that that sale. Lishani for then to the second one, she signed off on it. We said if the ksubasa, she lost her ksuba, the mayor. Mayor says she's out her ksuba, she gets nothing. Now, if the is that once there's a flood on the with the last property that was owned, then you can take now from the lead property. It's this. Why don't we liken this that the last property that was sold off that she signed off on? That's like flood property. She, okay, lost. She lost her rights to that, but she should now be able to go back to the first buyer and say, "I have a right to take from you." Um, so that's the kasha. Obviously, you see that we don't say we don't say that. Uh, that you could collect from Mishubatim if there's a flood on the Bnei Chorin. Because what's this different than a flood? It's like a flood. So we'll see in a second. You're right. The loss is not from the, in total from her total uh, ksuva, but only from taking it from the second guy. Because look, you signed off on it, you signed off on it. Too bad. So that's the story. So... Um, so Rav says, Rav Nachman Yitzchak, I don't like your answer. Number one, Shtei Shubas Bidabar, two problems. Chada, the Ivda Lekamri Mashma. The word Ivda doesn't sound like, oh, you can't claim from from the second buyer. But you still could from the first. Ivda Ksubasa means loss, totally loss. Okay, that's number one. The Ode, Tanya, the Bresa says, Lava Menachad, you borrow from one, Omachar Nechasu Lishnaim, and then you sold to uh, the property to the second. Because of Balchov Lokech and the creditor wrote to the buyer, Lokech Sheni, Dinu Dvar Meili Yimach, I have nothing to do with you. Ain La Lokech, Rishon Club, that guy can't, uh, he doesn't have a claim on the first buyer. So to understand the case, Ruvain borrows money from uh, uh, from Shimon, okay? And then he he sells one piece of land to, to uh, Levi and another piece of land to Yehuda, okay? Afterwards. Now, um, and then the the creditor Shimon wrote to Yehuda, uh, I'm not I don't I'm I'm la, I'm, la, I'm not going to claim any of the property that you bought off <coughs> that you bought. He can't come claim that from Levi because Levi said it's not my problem that you signed off on Yehuda that his purchase is a good purchase. When I bought my land, there was good land that you could take from. That's afterwards. I you have no right to take my land away from me. Okay? That's what. That's basically the idea. I left land by you. So what happened with Shimon? So 
Shimon's, Shimon's up the creek then. Think about it. He wrote... Up the creek because he doesn't have... Because he shouldn't have signed off to Yehuda, who was the last buyer of land, that I'm not going to bother you with your land purchase. He wrote off, he basically, he wrote off his ability to collect that money. That's all. He won't be able to collect. He can't take from Levi, because Levi is a winning argument. Levi says, when I bought my land, I made sure that Reuven, who borrowed the money from you, has other land, and that you'll be able to get paid your debt from. Therefore, it doesn't go to me. So Elamai, so the Gemara says, that's a big difference. Over there, over there, he basically put himself in that position. He made himself, he actively put himself in a loss, in a losing position. That's not the same thing as a flood. So this is a common scenario that we judge uh, that, that when it's flood, a flood, a case of flood, we do collect back uh, from the first, from the from the earlier property. Okay, if, if it's a flood, when you cause it to yourself, it's a different story. When you didn't, you're not the cause for it. And that's by the way the case of the of the wife as well. She was the one who rode off on it, so she's up to. That's why she loses her ksuba because it, it was her own uh, own doing. That's not the same thing as a flood. That's you know an act of God type of thing. Okay. This happens all the time. Here's the story. There's a fellow, he basically added that, and the way of paying that back their debt was that he gave him the, the land, the pardis, which is producing, to his friend for 10 years to pay off, you know, slowly pay off the debt, and then I get my land back after the 10 years. In the meantime, the debt is going to be paid over the 10 years. That was the idea. However, after five years, stopped producing, and you know, he wasn't able to pay off the, debt, the rest of the debt. came before the rabbis because of Tirfa, and the guy, they wrote that the guy is able to um, claim, the, claim the property from somebody who bought land off the, off the, off the debtor subsequently. Now, really, there was a, an ability to pay it off, theoretically, but there was a change. Isn't this exactly like a case of uh, of uh, of uh, like a flood property? You know, like after all, something happened to the way that the guy was supposed to be paid back, and now he wasn't able to produce, and now you know, so he, so so therefore he had a right. To, you know, therefore you go back to the guy who bought land since. Okay, so my answer is Hasanam that that buyer should have been more um, savvy. Why? And it's his loss. It's something uh, that's, uh, you know, he should have been aware that this debt that's being paid off this way isn't a very uh, reliable means of being able to pay. And you don't know that the guy's debt is going to be paid off fully that way. So, nobody asked you to buy the land and risk your, you know, you, there was a buyer beware. You should have been aware of the risk. So, what's the bottom line of Allah? If the free and clear property that becomes flooded, Tarfa Mishabdi, you have a right to collect even from lean property, from property that was sold earlier. Okay, Amar Bai, next thing. Gifting, guys gifting the property to, um, to a lady. No, a lady. Okay, he's giving her a gift. Don't ask why, but he's giving her a gift. And then, 
After you die, I want somebody else. Okay, so that's the story. And then she went ahead and got married. So the husband is a buyer. And it never makes it to the next to the next person. Because as soon as she gets married, the husband is now like a purchaser. And a purchaser just messed up the entire uh, sequence of the gift. Is she the gift is. The yes, that's exactly. Right. We'll get to it. That's what. The, the, the gift was a gift. The land was a gift to her. To her. Once she marries, once she marries her husband, into the right? But it's like the husband is like a buyer of that, and it's like she sold it. So it's only if she still has it, then and only then it goes to the person afterwards. But if she doesn't have it when she dies. Then well, not, it's not and it's like she doesn't have when she dies. Are you saying on the property? It's not. It was a condition, right? It was, well, so far, I don't slow down. That's what we're assuming here. I don't understand. You're saying that the new husband owes money to the guy who gave the matana oh. to the wife. Simple case. There's a man who <coughs> who just likes this woman a lot, and he gives her a gift, but he says you'll have it your whole lifetime. After you die, I want somebody else to get it. It should go. To charity or whatever, okay? Okay. You know, it'll go to. A, but meantime, this property is yours for the you for the rest of your life. Whatever. You can use it, right? He didn't know. He, he he felt bad for her. She was a single woman, whatever, older. She didn't he didn't expect her to have the means to take care of herself. It was just a gift. But he, that's how he set up the gift. What happened was she ended up getting married to somebody. So what happens is it breaks the the progression to the next person because as soon as she married, her husband is like a buyer of that property. And now it's like she sold it. So it's only if she dies with the property that it goes to the next party. But if she sold it, it doesn't go to the, it doesn't go, it'll never make it to the next party. That's the scenario. That's what we're saying here. We'll see. It's not done yet. Don't miss, it's like, we're going to get to the, the, uh, the, the, comp, the, the, other, the other side. Okay, but that's what he, that's what we assume is going on. You can break the progression. Okay, never makes it to the next step. Keman, who is this going like by saying, like this time? Rebbe says that if the first giftee uh, sells it. Too bad. The next party has a right to take it from the buyer. You don't have a right to buy it. She can't sell you what she's not entitled to. She's only entitled to this during her lifetime. You understand? That's Rebbe's opinion. No. The second is granted only what the first one left over. And the first one never left that over. You understand? That's the difference. Oh, so we're basically saying that Abaya holds like Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel and not like Rebbe. That's what's going on. So, so David, that's your exactly your question. That's the other view. The other view is is that you can't sell what you don't own. Okay, and she only owns it during her lifetime. She doesn't have it's a limited ownership. That's the opposing opinion. Reb Shimon right. Gamliel is no. If it's granted to me, then then it's mine. And what it says then afterwards it should go to somebody else is if I still have it, then it should go to somebody else. That's understanding. Okay? It's a question of what's the understanding of what this what this gifting was. Now, me, Rabbi Ahmed, does anybody really say this? That 
it, that, that's what happens. says, is a Russia arm. Who is a, a really nasty Russia or whatever, clever in a bad way, scheming Russia? That's the better word, right? The Mesietza. Okay, one second. What do you call him? A cunning evildoer. Cunning evildoer. Good. Okay. Cunning. Okay. What's an example of a cunning evildoer? This is somebody who gives advice. Okay. What is his advice? To sell the property. To do Rav Shem Gamliel's trick. So Abai does not like Rav Shem Gamliel's trick. He holds it. Maybe it works. But he says that anybody who does that is the nasty... It's a nasty thing to do because you're circumventing the will of the of the of the gifter. Okay, and you shouldn't have done that. Okay, now frag the Gemara. Me kamertin. So how could how could Rabbi say this halacha? The answer is me kamertin. Now see, he didn't say she should get married. Mises kamer. It happened to me that she got married. What happens does happen. You know what I'm saying? It's not saying it's a good thing to do, but it's definitely what happens. Now, by another statement, let's say it should be yours, and then afterwards to somebody else, and she sells it to Mesa, and she dies. The owner can take it away from the buyer. Husband. One second. From the, from the, the husband. Get, has a right to get it from the buyer, because the buyer is not entitled to it. And the one who is supposed to get it after her. Miad Bal can take it away from the husband. And the buyer can take it away from the... Uh, you following the three ways? The circle, it's another circle. And we let it stay at the buyer's hands. So the question is, How does that fit differently than our Mishnah who says that it just goes around in a circle till they make compromises? Here we're not making compromises. We're leaving it by the buyer. What's the deal? What's the difference? Where answer is awesome. Islub In our Mishnah, everyone's at a loss. So therefore, we don't want anybody to lose more than necessary, and therefore, you were all going to lose. So we'll work out a deal. However, the only one who really is at a loss here is the buyer. He actually paid money for it. Everyone else. It was gifted. It, you know, like uh, the husband just married into money. The the wife was given it as a gift. So it's nobody else is really out money. No, not the wife, but whatever. But anyway, the point being is that the acharech is granted a gift after the wife dies. So the point being is is that this is a, a that's why we sit, we we favor the one who's really suffering the loss here. Okay. Uh now also Rafra. Okay, so um, so. Who the Islam Leipzida? Now, also Rafram, I'm going to try to convey the Ravashi. So Rafram said over this whole piece to Ravashi. Me'am Rabbi Achid does Rabbi say this? For Rabbi Nixel Lechva Achrech Leploni, I'm the Vnisus Balukech Habevelech Rich B'Makom Balklom. How can Rav? How can Rabbi say this halacha? Didn't he say before the halacha that the husband takes it away from the from that she has no. That, that it belongs to the husband. She should have no right to sell it anymore. So what's the deal? Why over here we're saying that her sale is even a valid sale altogether? Okay? So the Gemara answers, Amarlay, and, and how did, so Amarlay, he says, there's a difference. Hasam the Amarla Kishi Binuya. Depends how it was gifted. If it was gifted to a single lady, then the husband marries her. It's like the husband bought it. Okay? And he's a buyer. He said it to 
to a married woman, I'm giving this this gift to you, and afterwards it should go to this other person. Now, what happens there? If she's married at the time, my cover he's specifically gifting it that the husband shouldn't end up getting it. So if she's already married, then the husband doesn't have any play, doesn't have any rights to it, and that's a different situation. Okay, so it has to go to the other person, not to the husband. And that was the nature. When you're gifting, you can gift it how you like. Yeah. What's the case of the Balchov? Um, that's a case of a creditor. You have a, a creditor, and you have two buyers, and he, there was a writ to the, to the second a buyer um, that, I'm, you know, I'm not going to fight you. Okay, and then it's going to go in a circle, the same, same basic circle. Rashi sets out the case. You have Reuven um, owing money to Shimon, um, and, there's, and there's two fields, um, and he sold to two different people. Um, there's one for 50, the other one for 50. And the creditor wrote to the second buyer, I'm not going to take your field away from you. And the creditor will take it from the first one. And then... Um, the the first one can't say the the first buyer can't say I left place because he he's owed the full hundred so he, he, the, the that buyer doesn't have any claim not that you can't take away his field but um, but what happens is the first buyer will be able to take it away from the second buyer once the second once he takes away from the second buyer so the creditor can take away from the first buyer and then though one second then the, the but since the creditor wrote to the second buyer that I'm not going to touch your field so the second buyer can take it away from the creditor and so on and so forth and it's going to go around in a circle and that's the case of that a woman who's a creditor by case of and again the same situation that the two buyers, second buyer, there was a, a letter written that I'm not going to take anything away from you, and the total debt is double is is worth the full value. So that's the same circle going on and on. And Hajjun Allah, Mishay, not sorry, that's the end of the parak.